Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 14. Wow. Of I'm touching my face. I can't believe it's 14. I know. And not only that, we haven't recorded in about a week. So uh, it's not been that long. Yeah. Well, yeah. today we have a very special guest on. Hello. We're doing an intro right now. We're going to do the lead into you when right now. Um, okay. Today we have a very important guest on. Also my sister who I love very much. I'm going to cry because I miss you. Oh. <laughs> uh, sister Wendy who is a nurse anesthetist at New York Presbyterian Hospital in New York City. So Wen, welcome to the call. Hi, thank you for having me. Yay. I'm so, glad I have a lot of questions for Wendy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do my best to answer them. Yeah, and I'm just I'm gonna try and ask you like not um you know like just your experience. So um yeah. but anyway, how has it been the last for you with corona? Do you have first of all, do you have a lot of corona patients in your hospital? What's that like? Yeah, so our hospital um we are lucky because um, we are a pretty big hospital and um, uh, definitely are very good in terms of equipment, like in terms of IV pumps, all that. I know a lot of other hospitals are transferring patients that are really overwhelmed to us. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's been a shift. Every day is a new day. Like every day is so different from the last one. Um, we, our whole, all of our ICUs are full. What happened is with our hospital, I, I've been, they've been very lucky because it's been very, very organized, but mm -hmm. early on, I think in the beginning of March, they moved out all the cardiothoracic ICU patients and moved them to a whole other area, like, uh, one of like the recovery room areas and, decided to designate um, all the ICUs, medical ICU, um, you know, the old CT ICU for COVID patients because they knew we were going to have like a huge wave. And believe me, the wave really hit. <laughs> I think it is actually mm -hmm. calming down a little bit, but not really because now we're getting all these transfers for other hospitals that are smaller and, um, you know, um, not able to handle this this acuity so our medical ICU CTICU literally every ICU is full we had to rename and rebuild our recovery room and it's now the RICU the recovery ICU that wow. has, um, at least 50 patients yeah. so we made our own makeshift um, ICU not me personally but yeah, really smart engineers wow um, not only the recovery room, but all the operating rooms, except for wow. everything on the um, cardiac core where they do open heart surgery. That is not a COVID area, but every all the other operating rooms are now ICUs as well. Wow. So we have the capacity, I think, of like 80 ICU beds. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's all it's pretty much, I think, all full now. Wow. So where is yeah. your, where are you, where's your overflow going to go? Like, do you guys have, is that uh, the Javits uh, Center or like where do I have a feeling, yes, it'll probably be um, field hospitals now, yeah. you know, um, 
And, and can you say, share? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, share what your direct role and everything has been like when you go so, in for your 12 hour shift. What does that look like? We have a very amazing, unique role because we're very multi-talented. Like we, you are, we, <laughs> we know how to intubate patients a lot of the ICU nurses are amazing and very talented, but mm-hmm. they usually have respiratory therapy. And I want to give a huge shout out to the respiratory therapists Aww. who are doing mm-hmm. amazing work. I mean, they have to learn like five or six different types of ventilators. Some of them are like this weird, like encyclopedia sized book. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. all they, they've had to adapt so fast and so far in a short amount of time. And they're stretched so thin. So they're sort of relieved that we have come on the scene as well. Cause right. first we were doing a respiratory therapy role and mm. uh, they divide us up and we rotate and we're on uh, the intubating team. Mm. Um, no one else is allowed to intubate the person. If someone is getting more and more sick and they're anticipating that, you know, they're in distress and it is time to intubate them. Yeah. Um, so only an anesthesiologist and us are the ones yeah. going in the room, you know, fully, you know, bound up and ready to go. Wow. And so, you have enough protection, you're fully covered and Yes. You know okay. when you're in the RICU, which is our recovery ICU, they are still trying to recommend you use your um, N ninety five mask sparingly. Mm-hmm. You know, you put mm-hmm. another mask, a regular surgical mask over it and when you're right. It's called doffing when you're taking off all, you know, your uh, gown and your mask and your eyewear. um, You save the N95 if you can. Because, I mean, they're still, I think they're just still holding on because I don't know how long this is going to go on for. Like, you know, unfortunately, these really poor patients that make up of like 5% of the patients, I want to say, get this awful, you know, it attacks their immune system so badly and it attacks their lungs and it attaches to the receptors of their heart. Yeah. So people are going into cardiac arrests and all these sort of arrhythmias or, you know, total like lung failure, you know, mm-hmm. or both. So wow. It's, it's does it, really does a cascade happen pretty quickly? Like, um, I think everyone is different, but I think they're saying the average time, from the onset of symptoms, like usually yeah. you have like a cough and a fever, yeah. but again, everyone's different. Right. Um, but usually it's a cough and a fever, and then you start getting shortness of breath. That's a big cardinal sign that yeah. um, things that it was you know the virus is colonizing in your nasal passages and in your throat, well, but then now good. it has progressed to your lungs. Yeah. So the best thing to do is. You know, if you are starting to feel short of breath, Mm -hmm. lie on your belly. When you go to sleep at night, they're saying they're, you know, when you're in the hospital, they're trying to put these people on their belly and give Mm -hmm. them a little bit of oxygen Mm -hmm. um, and are giving them um, other IV treatments um, to to help. But they're really delaying the intubation bit because um, um, there's a really poor prognosis, I think, 50%. Of our patients have been dying. 
Mm, when they're intubated, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Then sir, I would say the it's, a, it's wow. a rough number. It's it's like fifty to seventy percent. Right. I mean, we had we had a triathlete. We mm. had like the whole range. It's not just like these elderly, frail people. Yeah. But they definitely seem to have um. They're like behind the eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like they definitely um are more susceptible. Yeah. Uh, What's but, the youngest patient you've seen that you've had to intubate? I want to say 21. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, they have to do so much more research about this. My yeah. gut instinct that I think there is a genetic component to this. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that have this, it's called an ACE2 receptor. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cardinal signs of this specific one is some people are losing their sense of smell. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of ACE2 receptors in your nasal passages, and that's why you're losing your sense of smell because the virus is attacking and wow. attaching on to those receptors. So, so do you think the people who experience yeah. that symptom get it more severely, or they haven't made that link yet? No, it's just, it's just a sign that okay. the virus. That but you have in it. Terms, in terms of who goes into what's called cytokine storm or goes into this awful spiral it really yeah. has been so random yeah you know? you feel, it's not it's not just you like noticed, you know, compromise yeah. have you noticed that it's more males than females on your end? actually yes yeah have, okay. I, I think it's a little slanted more male it's probably like 60 40 hmm. yeah because yeah. i've been seeing that too and then i recently read something that a lot of the asymptomatics were female Mm-hmm. which is also really interesting um, hmm. information. Yeah, so I wonder if it's that's karma also... for the patriarchy. No. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rather also like such a feminist, <laughs> such a feminist virus. I just put my fist in there like, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like, women are just I'm more resilient. This, We're I'm not wish this you know. anyone. And again, it's creepy yeah. because you have to look at the ratios. I have to calm myself down when I go into yeah. the ICU because – I mean, our whole hospital is basically like one huge ICU of COVID. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. But you have to look at it's five percent. I mean, New York is a huge place. There's right. so many, right. you know, millions of people here. You know, right. so you have to look at it in terms of proportions. But yeah. Still. But it's like you have no you idea if you're in that five percent. Like you have no correct. idea. So that's no, why the social distancing is important and. Right. No, I've had a, a couple of coworkers that, um, you know, you're allowed to quote unquote be off for a week once you have symptoms. Yeah. But um, you have to get a doctor's note if they continue, or if you're not fever free for three days, yeah. they don't want you coming to work because when you have right. your symptoms, like the fever, that's when the viral load and the contagion is supposedly the most you're the most contagious when you're having the fever and the cough. Okay. You know, that's why they're saying stay home, stay home, especially if you have symptoms, you know. Right. So what about um, when people are coming into the hospital, do they immediately check for like for fever? Like, do they check the staff every day for fever also? Um, Only if you feel that you're having a fever, someone will come over with a thermometer and check you. And if you okay, but they're not doing like mass fever fever over 100, they send you home right away. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not doing like a mass check like through the door 
no kind of like no 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 i think they're trusting for staff to know yeah i had a couple of co-workers yeah who um you know are going through it now and touch wood no one has had a severe case but you know a couple said it was pretty scary um when it had hit their lungs pretty hard like one one's an asthmatic and has been you know she's been using her inhaler like there's no tomorrow (laughs) like she Mm. said her the shortness of breath was so striking for her you know when how you, yeah. you said you had an associate that you worked with trained with that was on a ventilator um no she's still on the ventilator oh. it's been two and a half weeks for her oh wow. Yeah. wow so it's hard it's really yeah. hard I mean, um part of it is you know you're they're putting them on the ventilator to a, I guess, rest their lungs. There's a right. rest phase, and then they try, depending on what your, um, you know, it's called a blood gas. You you check the blood and see how much oxygen is in your um, arterial system. You yeah, know? and if it's really yeah. low, you're not ready. You know. Wait. Um, so, what sat level is the cutoff for like taking someone off the ventilator? Uh, it's not just your oxygen saturation level. Okay. It's oxygenation in your blood. Okay. Measure, you know. And um, then, so what's the cutoff for that? Like, is there? Uh, I think you have to clinically look at the whole picture of the person. Okay. But it has okay. to be a ratio of. Um, it's a little too technical, but okay. basically, it's a number where you're looking at the ratio of what percent of oxygen are you giving that person mm-hmm. as to the ratio of how much oxygen is naturally they're able to absorb yeah. in their blood. So it has okay. to be above two to one. So let's say I have some on the ventilator um, with the oxygen of 50%. Mm-hmm. You want their oxygen, their, the blood oxygenation to be at least over a hundred. Okay. You know, yeah. Like two yeah. times. Um, if it's not, it means the lungs are not ready. Like okay. they're not, they're not going to fly, you know? Okay. Um, okay. Has there been anything that you've seen lately through all this personally of something that was inspiring or just like blew you away? Oh God. <laughs> Other than um, all, you and all of your coworkers. Yeah. I, I, which I mean, is a right. lot. <laughs> We're inspired by you, but what are you yes. inspired by? I, yeah. I will mention that because. With this makeshift recovery room, yeah. we had some ICU nurses float, and they've been training. I mean, these, some of these people that um, it's, you know, the CRNAs, the nurse anesthetists, were pretty good about handling ICU cases, too. Okay. But I have to give a big shout-out to the recovery room nurses, Yeah. Um, especially the ambulatory recovery room nurses that haven't seen a sick patient maybe even ever. Wow. And, the operating and now they're in the nurses. thick of it, yeah. And then, yeah, operating room nurses that I see crying outside the hallway because uh-huh. they don't even know. I mean, each patient comes with at least four different drips, you yeah. know? They're yeah, sick. Like, it's daunting even for me. And yeah. And then you ask me to take care of three to four of them, where in the right. ICs you're only taking care of two. <laughs> so wow. It's, it's sort of tenuous right now. I'm hoping it eases off. Yeah. Yeah everyone's staying home and stuff but do you get is there anyone oh go ahead sherry and i think nurse anesthetists we have a special role because we see nurses 
from everywhere because we work in endoscopy we work in the cath lab we work everywhere so all the nurse it's funny all the nurses that are like new to this are like oh my god Wendy it's so nice I'm working with you you know what I mean so you know you do yeah you do your best and they're trying to pair it clinically so it's as safe as possible they're not going to just give an operating room nurse that's totally new like a patient right right paired up with someone but they could help with like the lifting and the getting you know the drugs you know all that right so you're Um, all supporting each other and like rising to the to the task and like making it happen that's awesome that's amazing I mean, I don't want to depress you. I've had no luck with my patients. I've I haven't had to. I've I haven't lost anyone yet, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. But um, I haven't. I think awesome. actually, finally, what happened was um, we were able to extubate someone and not reintubate them. Well, that was a good. Thing. Okay. Because there's been a lot of those lately. Take too, the win. Yeah. Like oh. they, you, you think they're ready? They look strong enough. They look ready, and then a couple. Of, hours later they're short of breath and they look like they're dry drowning you know oh that term um is someone for like mental health support accessible like has the hospital made any announcement of we understand totally draining yeah they have a website or something or uh, outreach you know go to Uh, i think some people utilize it or no no, I think so. I think right. so. Right. It's just hard because you're in you're you're inundated with this and you right. don't have time, you know? Like you're uh, just so tired after your shift you just Yeah, want to no, no, I know. Right. You know, like I mean you know, I have a you know, thirteen hour shift. I maybe take a fifteen minute break to eat and like two minutes uh, to pee. That's it. Wow. Um, because you're so busy. Everyone's desatting at the same yeah. time. Everyone's like doing weird arrhythmias and <laughs> it's right. like nonstop. Yeah, you don't, like, have, you don't have time to like to get to be in your head about it. But right. it might, hit, just, it might like, hit later, you know, when yeah. there is a slowdown and suddenly people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just went through this. Right. And uh, yeah, no, know, and I think so. that some, case, some of these patients are stabilizing or whatnot. Very good. You know, I feel mm. like. It goes in two paths. Like the longer you're intubated, um, you know, either people are getting better or people getting a lot worse. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, All right, wait. Uh, we're we're top to oh, questions. We're top to three questions. Yes, yes. go for it. So we kind of already touched on like mood, physically, mentally. So we already touched on that. Yeah. Kind of gave us. You're so, like, healthcare, I think healthcare workers. You know, as much as I appreciate the thank yous, me personally, I find it very trite. I feel like it's like when you're saying thank you to um, the military, and it's like, yes, it's our job, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me, like, when they're like, thank you for your service, and it's like, I just wish we had more fucking nurses. (laughs) Like, you know, it's almost like, you know... um, I, I, I guess I appreciate the thanks, but it feels almost to me a little empty. Oh. You know what I mean by that? Like yeah. you're getting thrown into the lion's den and people are complaining about being bored on their fucking couch. And I want to like slap them. Cause you're yeah. like, I'm not bored at all. <laughs> you're like, I only had, you know, it's like, I am risking my life. To right. Your, you yeah. Know, I am separated from my family right yeah. now. You know, yeah. 
with a two and a five year old that I miss wow. dearly. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine. I'm so I'm like. <laughs> yeah so can everyone just stay the fuck home and stop fucking around because it's not fair to like people like you and everyone else yeah because when yeah. he wants everyone to be healthy and she wants to hang out with her kids again yeah exactly and, and, and she I would mean, like to take more than 15 minutes to eat lunch and one minute to pee <laughs> on the shift yeah. right oh my yeah, gosh it's, it's, like, it's like thank you for like a military person go- for going into a minefield Right. Oh god! This war, you know, this is this war is definitely not a needless war, but yeah. um, no, it is something where it's like you go, you're going into battle, you're risking right your life, right. you're putting in the time, and I think part of part of the thank yous is because there is some some sort of guilt, and I don't know, for me especially in the beginning, I was like, I have nothing to contribute, like yeah, I don't no, have meta, you, you know, you but. By honestly taking it seriously and educating other people. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know it's hard to curb your routine. I know it's hard that, you know, if schools are shutting down, you know, to be in a, you know, in the house or in a, a small apartment with your kids, you know, it's yeah. all very hard. I think everyone, you know, I'm not going to minimize everyone's struggling in some way, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to look at it as that you are responsible for society and you have to um, be a little caring of other people and yourselves because believe me, you don't want to be, believe me, you do not want to be in this hospital right now. Like no. this is the 5%. You just no, don't. No, no, no. You know, and you don't want to yeah. get others sick without even knowing it. You know, because yeah. 25% of the population is going around asymptomatic. In this yeah, that's my, that's actually my biggest fear and Emily and I were talking about that the other day like to me that's the biggest concern because if you know you have it you can take the precaution right Mm -hmm. if you don't know you have it you're just being reckless you know I mean bye that's the point of staying at home whether you have it or not that's the exact point of staying at home also right and I know that will be the case for a while but long term I think once we have we will have to test the majority of the population to get right. it under control right you know? no exactly and just to see yeah where people are like who has antibodies right. and who doesn't you know yeah yeah uh, so eventually that has to catch up you know i mean in terms of a um what is it a um vaccine that's going to be yeah definitely yeah. another at least another year yeah but, but in the meantime, it helps to know if maybe, quote unquote, you're immune. Yeah. But they, it, this virus is so crazy. It's like a perfect, deadly, you know, virus, you know? Yeah. Wait, so they've already identified the antibodies so they can test you and know, like, if you've had it, if you've recovered? I know our hospital was working on that. And I think okay. they are going to give it to healthcare workers. But I don't know the timeline on this. Okay. You know, um, and I know there's all these um, research studies of like volunteers going in. Yeah. You know, not just ones that are symptomatic, but the asymptomatic ones. Yeah. So they're just, you know, trying to test everyone, but it's all about money and funding and creating the actual test. Like they're still, everyone's still trying to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And there's a lot of different tests going on, Mm -hmm. you know, around the world and, 
I, I am hopeful that we'll have answers in the next few months. And of course, as time goes by, we'll have even more answers right. and more information. Right. Um, yeah. But it's just a backpedal. Yeah. I, I sounded sort of angry when I was like, don't thank me. Right. No, I know <laughs> what you meant, though. I know what you meant. Else, check in on the person. Don't give false fucking words of thank you. Say, how can I help you? Yeah. Is there anything I can do? That's, a, I think, a much more helpful phrase. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, because you know, whatever it is, even if you send them a care package or whatever, whatever yeah. it is, you know, like just to mentally check in on them. They might not want to talk about their day and relive it, but, right. um, but just to check in with people, right? You know, or just send a funny text. I've been loving it. People have been saying like the funniest things, and it just gets my, <laughs> yeah. you know, I it slaps me out of this perspective. You right. Know, right. I have been very grateful I the people who are meme creators because the memes <laughs> like have also been keeping me going you know and like you don't really want to like none of this is really funny right like no to have some kind of laugh otherwise you're gonna cry a lot right like to just the ridiculous things people have been doing on this like tiktok app right right, right. on people reposted on instagram or like the creativity that has come up in in like within neighborhoods like in my sister's neighborhood everyone did like chalk drawings on their driveways mm-hmm. and, and they assign different letters of the alphabet to different houses so if like people are walking in the neighborhood they can like have some kind of you know letter search letter hunt whatever with their hmm. kids you know so there is like these interesting things and beautiful things that are yes. coming out of it and that yeah. it's good to yeah. also recognize them because yeah yes. you could drown in like the misery right and the, the news and the negativity yeah. and we right. need and i really recommend it's hard in this day and age try and shut some of that off that'd be yeah. my biggest thing like don't watch the TV um, all the time. Don't get consumed by the numbers. Like, right. You don't want to get the coronavirus consuming your headspace. It's like a bad right. relationship. Like you need to <laughs> take a break from the, the bad girlfriend or boyfriend. Right. You yeah. You don't want to be like an addict to the. Yes. Well, because it's very hard. It's not like in the olden days where you didn't have cell phones. Like right. everywhere. You know, right. constantly, you're constantly bombarded by it. Like, right. take a break from Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever and read a nice book or connect yep. with yeah. your family or, you yep. know, go for a walk, you know, with a mask on. Right. So, <laughs> Wendy, in your in your limited, limited, limited free time these days, <laughs> what do you do to kind of keep yourself sane and, like, self-care and all of that? And, like, what's in um, your spirits? Yeah. Uh, so I, I went for a really nice walk, you know, um, with my mask on and just reading. I mean, the one pro about living alone right now away from my family is that I don't have to give more at home because I have like I feel like I have nothing left to give right at the moment. Oh, yeah. So at least I could I could have the headspace to go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> I actually shaved my legs, which I haven't done. Yay! In a while. Congratulations. Yeah, it was so nice. <laughs> um, and um, I've been binge watching Outlander, which I highly recommend. It's so good. Um, you know, so Very good. All right. Doing things to treat yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, just slow down <laughs> and, and doing like deep breathing exercises, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. take a deep breath or stretch. Um, I have a, 
you know, I never thought I'd be this person, but I actually have been doing um, an online Pilates class. Oh, good. An instructor, and she's very good about stretching me out, you know? Good. Yeah, because yeah, all day, like, you're crunched over, over patients. Like, that's that's smart. That's yeah, really good doing, for you. Yeah, you're doing a lot of running around and lifting yeah. and all that. So, And just, also, like, the stress you, you yes. kind of gets into your body <laughs> yeah yeah and i've been i've been flip-flopping i've been doing a week of nights a week of days a week of nights a week of days oh, wow. sort of all over, you know yeah, yeah oh. so there's a lot of structure like well you can't get into like a good sleep groove yeah mm-hmm. although i mean i'm lucky i'm definitely a more deep sleeper but that's the other thing it's it's not interrupted sleep whereas i was right. at home either the cow would be dancing on my head or right. like <laughs> my two-year-old would be like mommy mama oh my gosh yeah all right when thank yeah. you so much for all the insights yeah. and yeah, yeah, the yeah. first hand view from inside the hospital walls because out here i mean i'm still seeing things on nextdoor.com that like community website of people That's saying it calling people insane and overreacting and i'm like what no what no, um no Just one weird. has to say and if anyone you know knows uh kubler ross the, mm-hmm. the states have been dying yeah we think talk. as each state's numbers when they're low people are in denial they're like right. oh, whatever it's not gonna happen here mm-hmm. and then as the numbers start creeping up and the legislature starts shutting things down people start then it becomes quote unquote more real, but it depends on your leadership. But yeah. I think we need to learn. We need to, we should have been watching this like with China and Italy, right. like our president totally dropped the ball. This all should have been yeah. in January. We should have all been prepped for this yeah. and we wouldn't be in the situation we were, we are now. So at least learn from other States. Cause there's a lag time. Like yeah. I used to work at Dartmouth Hitchcock in um, New Hampshire Mm-hmm. And they're saying their peak's going to come in mid-May. So oh, they're wow. learning and cross-training their staff and doing everything now yeah, and shutting things down now. And it's, you know, again, it's not fun and it's right. not great when people have to, you know, are unemployed and their right. small businesses are, you know, struggling. But learn from the hot mess and don't wait to hit the wall. Avoid yeah, and do it better. <laughs> exactly. So I, I actually, I did, because I have been reading a lot of, like, articles in between my serial killer documentaries that I watched, <laughs> um, and Friends, of course. Um, but in an article I read, it was that, you know, there might not be a vaccination till you know, 2022. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we might have to go back and forth in waves of, like, mm-hmm. yes. okay, now... Yeah. Well, okay. Fall, so, like, who knows? Saying, October, you know, we're, we're home. December, yeah. we're out. January, right. We're yep. home. Like, yeah. And fall will be because that's when all the coronaviruses hit. You know, that's when all yeah. the yeah. Yeah. season, you know? Yeah. But this is the so there flu. are going to be a lot of this is not the flu. It's at least 10 times more potent and a hell of a lot more contagious than the flu. Yeah. Like, I hate right. People, it's, I mean, it is a coronavirus, but this mm-hmm. thing it has like a fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. Get it? Thank you for all. Does everyone get it now? I'm sorry. I don't think I was very uplifting. I'm sorry. No. You know what? No. This was a very fact based, like, inside view, and we mix it up. So, not everything.
Yeah. And I think it was a really good podcast. But, you know, I think also just do your best, um, even with the social isolation, don't, you know, try not, you know, reach out for people to stay buoyant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. don't lose your humanity in all this and try yes. and stay safe. Like, take care of yourself and take care of others. And everyone has that capacity, not just in the hospital. That's you know, lovely. so reach out to others and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, if you see someone, you know, that is struggling a little bit, you know, try and help them. Somehow. Right. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Wendy, I wanted to just tell you, your voice is very soothing. Oh, thank you. I don't know if other people have said that to you, but. It's my anesthesia voice. Maybe, yeah, I've like never Out met backwards you, and I just from feel ten. like. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, like you've told us stuff that might be difficult but you you've just delivered presented nicely. it very well, calm it's funny, in the way beginning <laughs> patients you know some people are like oh i'm so disconcerted by all the garb but mm-hmm. then they look into your eyes and they hear your voice mm-hmm. and i think it makes a huge difference Aww. you know what i mean that's right they can only see your eyes <laughs> and hear your voice yeah. Yeah. otherwise you're just like that. a big white marshmallow yeah <laughs> Oh, Wendy Radke's so proud of you. That was one of our nursing <laughs> And I'm so proud of you. And thank you so much. You made me cry. Oh, I'm going out weeping. So thanks a lot. This was oh, my gosh. Episode I, I guess we'll just tell everyone to everybody stay, know, healthy. stay healthy. Yeah. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Use common sense. And, and don't and- touch your face. Yeah. Oh, another good thing. Okay. You, you went- no, I don't know if this is fact or not, but I used to wear contacts, but now I just uh-huh. wear my glasses. So I'm oh. so scared of putting my contacts in. Smart. So I, I wash my glasses or alcohol wipe them at least, you know, once a day. There you go. So that's that's your walk away health yeah, tip of the day. That's a really good. Tip. No, my friend, my friend did send me an article about that because I also haven't been wearing contacts very much at all. Yeah. Um. Which I think is probably just good for me anyway to take a break. Yeah. But because I mean, if I, I go to touch. I science behind this, but I was like, well, it's a mucous membrane. Yes. I'm not going like, to be fishing it. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> but also you touch, your, you touch your eyes more with contacts, not just when you put them right, in. correct. And yeah. take them out. And like your glasses are like this barrier, right? You want to like go touch your eye and you're like, right. wait, right. I'm not going to uh, touch my face. Built in shield. <laughs> All right. That was exactly. a great podcast when we're FaceTiming because we're ending this call oh, yeah. right now. No, and yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I, I helped some people. You did. Yeah. You definitely did. Yeah. And it was yeah. lovely to hear your voice, and we're going to talk more. Okay. All right. Love you. Mary, be safe. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Amen. Bye. Bye.